Hello and welcome to the Six Tone Podcast, bringing you fresh voices from today's China. We are coming to you from Shanghai. I'm Kevin Sumatras, and I am Chen Jinghua. For today's episode, we are diving into China's underwear drawer. Guanyin County in eastern China's Jiangsu Province is the country's capital of lingerie production. It claims 60% of market share, according to local government figures. And the county's workshops ship scanty bras, panties, and role-play costumes all over China and the world. Joining us today are Six Tone reporter Wang Lianzhang and photojournalist Wu Yue, who recently went to Guanyin to look at all things lacy and racy. So, Wu Yue, what was it like in Guanyin County? Before I go to Guanyin, I thought it would look like a manufacturing hub. However, when I actually went there, it was surprisingly there were just small workshops surrounded by the farmland. And that it was Christmas when you guys were there. Yeah, but that small town seems to be indifferent to this Western World Festival. But when you visit their warehouse and their workshops, you will see thousands of sexy Christmas costumes on the ground because that's the best festival for them to sell the sexy underwears because of the costume outfits, such as the red riding hoods and sexy nurses outfits for the Halloween. Right, they're actually in fact bigger than Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's out of my expectation. One of my favorite parts of the article that you wrote about、uh, your visit to Guanyin was the workers who you spoke with. What were they like? Most of the workers they are farmers and housewives and retirees, as well as、uh, people who had moved to the other cities for work, but now they return to Guanyin because of the lingerie industry. For those farmers, they can work in the fields during the planting and harvesting time, and they can work in the workshops in the off season. And for people with children care responsibilities now. They can bring their kids. Actually, the business owner Lei Tongrei he has a four-year-old girl, and when we visited, she was playing with a pair of handcuffs, which is paired in the cop costume. Some of the workers were、uh, quite frank talking about the、uh, garments, though. Yeah, that was surprising. Like I was talking to those、um, workers; they are all middle-aged, and so I was like, "Do you know those underwear? Who are these for?" And they were like, "Ah, this is not for wearing. This is for taking off." So, oh yeah, I was like, "That's so true about those lingerie." <laughs> Yeah. Do they、uh, design the garments themselves in house? No, no, no. Basically, they copied from the online photos and just、uh, change a little.、Uh, because Lei said he used to study law, so he know how to change the design so he can avoid the copyright issues. Because it's all about the lace and the other simple materials. And also, they will look at the designs of the companies like Victoria's Secret for inspiration. Especially now, they are want to shifting their low end products to mid range. Right, and Lay's company is also starting to export more of their products. Oh yes, Lay has shifted to the overseas market after the decline of Dongguan's business. The lingerie manufacturers used to make a lot of money in Dongguan because that was a sex capital. But after the anti-prostitution campaign, the market has declined a lot. So now they focus more on the overseas market. Yes, because his business has affected by the anti-prostitution campaign. So he now want to shift his markets. So now 40% of his orders will go overseas, and sometimes they will be rebranded as the top labels. And the garments that cost 10 yuan now they will sell up to maybe 100 British pounds. Wow, that's a huge markup.
Right, when I visit his uh, factory, like I look at all those like costumes and that, that really reminds of me like when I went to university in the United States during the Halloween, like it's the same thing, like those costumes, you know, like the sexy cops and everything. I was like, wow, now I know where those things come from. It's from Guayming. Yeah. yeah, that's quite amazing for me to see that. Yeah, but it, there's a difficulty for them to sell the products overseas because they have to choose which kind of designs can go overseas. And now the workers will have a vote to choose which is the ugliest. So they think that will work for the overseas market because there's a difference. Right, so foreign tastes are quite different from mm -hmm. Chinese tastes. So the, the owner of the workshop, Lei, he sounded like quite an interesting character himself. What was your impression of him? I really like this guy a lot. We had a little small chat about where he's come from and he was raised by a single mother. And when he was in elementary school, he now started to sell noodles to his classmates. That was quite impressive. And also when he went to college, he always carried two bags of cigarettes, a cheap one and expensive one. He watched like what kind of price range cigarettes his professor smoke, and then he offered the same price cigarettes. Then they become friends. And he also like travels a lot. He always have this money to make sure he can come back home. Then he can freely to go wherever he wants, meet interesting people, talking to people, making friends. So I think that really helps him in the future business to become more like an optimistic person. How did he end up selling lingerie? At first, because his mother's clothing store was closed in 2006, and then he wanted to try e-commerce. And then he got in touch to sell some healthcare products, for example, the condoms. Mm. But then he thought maybe those products were fake. And then he tried to sell lingerie because there's no fake brands in China. And, and make it himself. Yeah, and then he think it makes a lot of money. So he started to make the lingerie. Why is it that lingerie is such a lucrative business? Because of the e-commerce. Because people are too embarrassed to buy the lingerie sexy and items in person. And also for the big brands, they actually don't sell the sexy underwears. How has the uh, industry transformed the town beyond the factories themselves? There are many industry benefits from laundry sector. For example, delivering and labels and um, materials because they need to ship over to China and all over the world. So one of the major Chinese delivery company was introduced to this town because of the lay. So it was quite big. And I think it has become a family business now because when we went to one of the meetings with the government officials and I saw Lei's uncles, aunties and cousins there and also include his neighbors. And also Chen Xinghong, who is uh, deputy county head, he told me that he also had several relatives working in this industry. And that's why the government was also attracted by this business. Chen said that a young woman from his family, who is now making up to maybe half a million every year. Did Chen really know what lingerie was? He told me that he had worked on the research of the lingerie for maybe six months. And after that, he went to a real factory to see a real lingerie. And he told me that, whoa, I have never expected that was so small. <laughs> <laughs> 
some of the workers are still very shy about sex and the type of garments that they're making, Lianzhang. It was very hard for us to interview the employees who are only 18 years old because they are too shy. And the other workers will explain that, oh, because they are single, they don't have a boyfriend, so they don't know how to answer these questions. And actually, they also told me that he had to change the customer service operators very often because mm -hmm. they will confront a lot of difficult problems from their customers. Uh, at one time, that a woman who cried to them, asking them whether my husband will leave me, will your garments help me to bring him back? Yeah. <laughs> they often get photos from their customers as well. Uh, yes, for reviews to say that I like this very much. And sometimes they will complain that, oh, this size is too small for me. And they will go back to the workers who made these clothes. And those workers have to try it on to show that I can fit in this size. Why can't those customers? Do they have any professional models to show off the lingerie? I think they hired a professional model in Taiwan, but no professional models in their town. But now because they are having a Victoria's Secret-like fashion show, so they will invite some foreign models to this small county too. Okay, well, we all learned a lot today. I know through the process of uh, writing and editing this story, we taught Kevin how to say lingerie. Lingerie. Okay. Got it? Yes. <laughs> Let me see that Thank you, Wang Yanzhang and Wu Yue, for joining us today. If you're interested in the story, you can read Unzipping China's Lingerie Capital on our website, sixtone.com. That's S-I-X-T-H-T-O-N-E.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Kevin Schumacher. And I'm Chen Jinghua. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes or through our RSS feed and tune in for the next episode in another fortnight. Thank you for listening. Bye.